0: We have today Sivan Sisai. Sivan Sisai is someone who is a, from terms of Channel 11, Reshet Yudalif, she's a personality. She covered criminology, arts, entertainment, and as well, she actually is an anchor for Channel 11. Her story is really the story of the Jewish people. She's an outstanding person. And what she's gonna convey to us in, in a conversation today, is really a sense of, of the home front of where the Israeli people are close to a hundred days into this war. And first and foremost, we want to introduce her. Sivan, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you, and thank you for everyone for watching.
0: Sivan, could you share with us, you know, as someone who's doing features for the news, you're speaking to literally the length and breadth of Israel, different demographics in the population. Give us your sense of the home front. Of the psyche of the mentality not of the soldiers which is extremely high but the psyche of the mentality of people on the home front
1: so speaking as of course journalists but also as just an israeli here in israel since october 7th now three months into the war um it's rough people are uh, mainly just i would say surviving the daily day of being just an israeli i think almost every uh, person in Israel have, has someone in their uh, family, close family, friends that are either um, butchered uh, on October 7th, either died in the field in Gaza or being um, kidnapped to Gaza. Me, for example, I know uh, I have a second cousin that died. He's from Golani. He died on October 7th in Beiri and I have a, a friend that was uh, captivated uh, in Hamas with Hamas in Gaza, uh, Shani goren She's uh, she's released now. Uh, so we I think all of us has someone that we know um, that something happened and it's extremely uh, difficult to state um, as an Israeli, but also as a journalist. We are covering in Channel 11 where I work the the war since October seventh and you know people are being at the moment a little bit fed up with hearing uh, so many rough stories so for me it's a challenge and my channel it's a challenge to 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 frame and to find uh, stories but to tell it in a way that people can hear because people are just their mental health is being uh, very low during, uh, the past three months. So this is, I think the challenge now because the war is, you know, we don't know when it's going to end. Uh, we don't know if, you know, the Northern uh, region will open and we will have a war with Lebanon. Um, and so we do understand that it's a marathon. It's not a sprint and we need to find a way to keep people with the highest moral that we can. Um, because it is a marathon, and it will continue uh, as we hear the Israeli government probably for the next uh, few months.
0: Over the course of the war, have you done a number of, let's say, individual features? where you focused on a family, you focused on a community that was hit October 7th? And if you could share with us maybe some of those stories and some of the things that you've gleaned from that.
1: Um, so I was mainly responsible for covering, uh, the families of the hostages and, uh, when the hostages brought back the first, you know, uh, deal when, uh, 55 people coming back from Gaza. So I was responsible for being in the hospital, speaking with the families, speaking with the hostages, uh, that were coming back. And since then, of course, we are also covering, uh, their the families that didn't got to see their their families coming back from Gaza. Um, I think there are so many stories, really, so many, so many stories uh, to tell um, and that I heard for the past few, three months. Um, I remember being with, uh, in Soroka Hospital, it's in Beersheba. Uh, I think on the first day uh, of the uh 55 people coming back from from gaza and i was with the family of uh uh, mia and vitae uh with their mom and i remember uh being with her and she didn't see her kids for 50 days uh they were in gaza she didn't know she didn't even know if This will eventually happen because, you know, you hear that they are coming back, but you're not sure because how can you trust terrorists? And I remember talking to her. She was the last time she saw them was when they all three of them went to Mexico. They uh, celebrated her 50th birthday in Mexico. Uh, All the three of them, they were coming back to Israel on Friday. And then both of her kids um, went to the nova festival on saturday morning and so she was just excited but also frightening because you don't know what are you getting you you had you have two amazing children and you don't know what happened to them uh with these terrorists um and so there are so many stories to tell and to unfold because, uh, as you know, a lot of the people right now are uh, just now talking about what what they have been through. I remember speaking with Hagai Levine. He's a doctor, famous doctor in Israel. He's helping all the families of the hostages and the hostages that, that came back. And he told me that uh, they hear horrible stories of what happened uh, in, in Gaza and we in the media can share, or us in Israel knows only 1% of what happened there. Um, Sexual assaults and just mental abuse, physical abuse. And to us, understanding that it's almost 100 days that there are still over 100 people in Gaza without us knowing what's happening there. And when we hear more stories coming back from the people that are here, we do understand that as each day goes by, it's just, it's too much.
0: In the, you, before we went on to the broadcast, you shared, there's a real sense that many people are emotionally drained, Not again, not the soldiers. Soldiers have incredible spirit, incredible ruach, they have incredible determination. They know that ultimately this is a war for the future of Israel. But many people on the home front just feel very, very emotionally drained and it's very challenging and taxing.
1: Right, so think about it uh, as Israel is very small, right? It's a small country. Um, In the north, we have thousands of people evacuated from their home. They are in hotels, in just rentals. Uh, it's a war outside and they are not in their safe place in the south there are so many people in the hotels in uh, in Tel Aviv and around Israel and so there are so many people that are not in their home but, but, but there's a war and so it, it affects them mentally it affects them uh, financially we hear about a lot of people that aren't able to pay their mortgage and and to um, go to universities and to just continue their lives. Um, Violence is increased since, you know, uh, people are at home and their mental health is not good. And so you hear more and more people are just, the violence in streets is increasing. Um, And so, I, I read this this um, this week an article in the Guardian. I would like to share it with you. Uh, it says journalists see their role as helping to win. How Israeli TV is covering Gaza war. It's um, it's an article in the Guardian that talks about how the journalist feels like we are responsible of helping Israel win the war. Um, and you know, it's I think maybe Israel is the only country that. Needs to defend itself so much, and the journalists need to needs to defend themselves so much because uh, it says the Israeli media have rarely presented their audience with such a uniformly patriotic vision of reality as they have over the past three months. And to me, I'm I'm asking after eleven uh, September 11th, did journalists, American journalists, had to, you know, cover the other side more than they are covering their side. I mean, the stories are horrible. And we are only sharing I think 20% of the of the horrible stories from October 7th and since then. Um, and so our responsibility is also to help the moral of the Israelis because, as you said, people are drained. Um, it's from everywhere. We have terror attacks from uh, the West Bank almost every day. Uh, and so we have from the northern border, from Hezbollah, and we have the, the, the what's happening in Gaza. We, we don't have any safe, uh, safe place to 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 being. Everyone is in the center of Israel because the north is not safe. The south is not safe. And also uh, what's happening in the West Bank is not safe. It affects the economy, it affects the moral, it affects everything. Um, And so, yeah, I do think that one of the uh, one of the challenges, uh, I think, for the also the Israeli government is to think of a long term plan, because people are it's been three months, and it will go on and on. And we need to have some sort of something to help the people in Israel.
0: If I could turn away from Israel today and speak to you, when we introduced you, we said you really embody everything that's that's wonderful and beautiful about the the Israeli people, about the Jewish people. If you could share with the with our participants a little bit about your background. Um, so i was actually the uh,
1: army, yeah. yeah so i was actually a lone soldier myself uh due to unfortunate unfortunate uh, circumstances uh, my parents passed away when i was young and um, i joined the army as a lone soldier i didn't even know what it means to be a lone soldier i remember uh the mashaki uh the soldier that is helping the lone soldiers he, she told me you can you know you're a lone soldier and i was like I'm not alone. I don't understand the term, the terminology. Uh, and she told me, uh, no, no, that means that the, the army can help you. And there is an organization called FADF. They are helping lone soldiers. And I was like, okay, uh, I don't know what that means, but, um, so let's see. And, and I remember, uh, I was in the IDF spokesperson unit, working with, uh, foreign organizations on the legitimization of, of the IDF to during you know wars operations. Um, and then I became an officer and got to the liaison uh, unit, which is also working with Foreign Army Attaches. I worked with Western European countries. I got the President's Excellence Award in 2015. Uh, due to my mar- for our uh,
0: participants, that's an incredible award. Maybe a, maybe a hundred soldiers get that every year out of a huge army. And it's, it's a rare, it's a dignified award, and it's something that's earned. Um, so to, Sivan, I know it was a number of years ago, but, but you can imagine how proud we are of you that you got that award.
1: Right. And I continue continually saying that it was, um, uh, I know it's, uh, of course I worked very hard during my three years of service, but uh, it, it has a lot to do with the help that I got because there are soldiers that, you know, it's very hard to to be in the army in the service without any support. And I got so much support from this organization. So uh, it goes a long way and, and it's uh, exactly what, what what I needed as an 18 year old. Um, later on, I uh, released from the army and I got to to bring back to the community, to the Ethiopian community in Israel. Uh, and also to to other lone soldiers uh, as myself. I started with, uh, studying communications in the IDC, uh, and then joined the Channel 11 uh, news channel because I wanted to have a representation. Um, I felt like as a young, um, young girl in Israel, Ethiopian, I didn't have a lot of role models, my role model was Oprah, <laughs> uh, but I didn't have any Israeli that I could look up to, and so to me it was just, you know, to help others, to be an example for people, uh, to be their best, to work hard, to follow their dreams, and, you know, just to be a good person uh, with uh, good values. And I think we have a lot of Israelis uh, that are just like me, uh, and I'm proud to be uh, to be here, to be Israeli, and to you know to work in the in the media to help others, uh, to share stories. I think that sharing stories is one of the you know main thing that you can feel like you are uh, you have someone that you can sympathize with so for me it's a uh, it's a dream that i'm now living so well
0: you're, you know, look, your, your story and what you've accomplished really you're a role model you're a role model for so many young women israeli young women jewish women across the world
1: before i'm uh, leaving you um i'm now uh, heading to the hostages square uh where i need to report on uh you know the injury of uh one of the biggest uh singers in israel and Fauda uh star idan amedi he's uh he's injured um got injured two days ago in gaza so uh, i'm now going to report on that so just uh, wishing all the soldiers all the people of israel
0: that's right A to all the soldiers right thank you sivan thank you very much at this time we're turning over to major general nadav padan to do a briefing and an analysis of what's happening in the field
2: i wanted to start with, with a list of questions that have been sent to me and just organize the, the involvement of the iranian and speaks about the situation in israel from that perspective and then move deep deeper into the situation in at the south in gaza Strip. so uh when people ask what kind of involvement uh, what kind of rule the iranian play in this uh, war and is it only encourage those uh terror organization and provide them uh ammunition and 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 technology so it's not only that it's all start with iranian plan to take over israel as simple as that the militia in Iraq, in Syria got the mission few years ago to be prepared to attack Israel. The Houthi in Yemen got an order from the Iranian few years ago to get prepared to attack Israel. What they have to do with us? They don't know us. The Iranian use all their militias and and Shia proxies all over the Middle East to become part of the huge plan to destroy the state of Israel. And inside Israel, to start cooperating with kind of a uh, different kind of sun, which is the Palestinian or, or, uh, terror organization. They are not part of the Shia, but they're part of the mission of destroying Israel. So they're like temporary friend of the Iranian. When I'm saying temporary, I can I can tell you that the Iran could not care less about what happened in Gaza Strip. They're using them just for their own needs um so the iranians thought that they will be able to recruit the arab israelis that lives inside israel the palestinian in Judea and Somalia and gaza Strip to become part of this war that will contain the the palestinian group inside israel the uh, hezbollah militia in, in lebanon the uh, militia in syria and in iraq and the hotel that was with, with a huge support of the iranian since uh a month ago, they didn't take responsibility for the attack in October seven. They said that they are not part of it, but they are supporting the wills of of uh, the Palestinian people to have freedom. Uh since months ago, they took responsibility. Uh, a Minister in Iran took responsibility. And once they crossed the Rubicon, the other. Uh, um, so we're not dealing with. Just with the the challenge of, of Hezbollah or the challenge of uh, uh, Hamas in 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 Gaza Strip, we are dealing with the challenge of the Iranian and the Middle East from I um, mean, from strategic perspective. And when I go down to to what happened from the north to the south, the update, uh, I would say that Hezbollah keep uh, the war the friction along the border under the threshold of war. Try to uh change the rule all over the the border between israel and lebanon by the way if you if you hear the between the line of uh a, Nasrallah, a declaration last week you can hear that he didn't close the door for diplomatic solution and as if i can say if i was him i would adopt this uh, uh, diplomatic solution with my two hands because they already showed that they can sign agreement, like they signed the 1701 agreement in 2006, and then slowly uh, go back to the uh, front line without Israel respond to that. Um, when I go uh, down south, I can say that there is uh, changes in Judean and Somalia area. The attack and the uh, operation that the IDF run in Jenin so it's a bit different than we used to see, uh, which means that in the, uh, the city of Tulkarem and in Jenin, it's not a battalion operation or special forces operation. It's a all reserve uh, brigade that maneuver into uh, into the the cities and 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 destroy the cells of of Hamas. In a way, the IDF take advantage of the friction and the situation of war. And do you think that on a regular day, we will prevent ourselves from, from uh, uh, doing so? Uh, it's an opportunity to clean those cells of Hamas of terrorists inside, uh, inside uh, the area of uh, of uh, Judea and Samaria. Um, if I go south to uh, the Hoding before getting deep into what happened in, in, in Gaza Strip itself, I can say that during the, the uh, uh, Babel Manda uh, gate to uh, to the Red Sea and, and, and along the shore of Yemen, there is a war going on. This morning, the Houding the attacked two uh, battles, two American battleships and makes damage to uh, one of them. The British uh, Navy and the American Navy uh, declared that they destroy or tackle more than 20 uh, drones over the last uh, uh, few days. So there is kind of war going on there to keep the the naval routes uh, open. It's it's a global uh, war to keep the routes that connect between Asia and Europe. Not only it's not only a local issue of Israel. The the Houthis attack ship from from all over the world: Italian, British, Canadian, uh, and Israelis. When it comes to uh Gaza strip um there is three things that are uh, going right going on right now first of all uh, the IDF uh, uh, concludes the mission to take, take over the part of Gaza strip the city of Gaza and the towns surrounding it are already uh taking uh, over here and there there is two terrorists there and two terrorists here that pump up with with RPG but they are not connected to uh, any Chain of command, any structure, uh, the all 12th battalion and the two brigades that responsible for the north part of Gaza Strip been destroyed, um, and the IDF keep cleaning the tunnels, the subterranean system, and uh, get rid of the last local cell that, as I mentioned, does connect to any uh, chain of command at this part of uh, Gaza Strip. There is three other large operations that's running in Gaza Strip, one at the city of Hanunas. In Hanunas, we are using different kind of methods. We're surrounding the city and we're launching a special operation into the the center of gravity of the city. That because of uh, of a few reasons. First, we know that there is hostages uh, inside the city. Uh, And second, we're trying to reach the leadership of uh, Hamas. And we think that uh, part of them are still there. Uh, When it comes to uh, the third uh, uh, effort of this operation is to uh, destroy the lost cells of of, uh, the terror organization in Dirbalah at the center. And the last one is uh, along the border between uh, uh, Egypt and, and Gaza Strip what we call ph- philadelphia order the uh, israel is negotiating the, with the egyptian to uh try to get uh, a technical and tactical solution along the border that prevent the smuggling that occur even today uh, along this border we're trying to uh get to the agreement that will build the same kind of obstacle that we built all over the all around the the a Gaza Strip uh, fence, I mean, the wall that dig inside the, the ground of sensor, that's what we're trying to do there. So uh, the the effort continued, there. and followed up to that, <laughs> there is two other efforts. One is humanitarian effort to support uh, the Palestinian people that withdraw from, from the north and from the center to the uh, Mawasi area, to the south part of uh, Gaza Strip. Uh, you've heard blinking today and yesterday. Uh, it's not exactly that we're not allowed in truck to get in, it's the Palestinians that are not ready to uh, accept them and welcome them. So, we trying to find point of POCs that could, you know, get that those uh humanitarian support without or uh, with making sure that uh that it's what take over by uh the terror organization Hamas and the Islamic Jihad. This war to clean the center and the and, uh, south of Gaza will take a few months. Uh, the IDF already declared that, that it won't be ended till the end of the year. So we're saying it again and again. It's a long war. It's not necessarily it continue like it is right now. The IDF will change the method and the tactic up to the context, up to the change in the field. But the idea is to uh, uh uh, destroyed the hamas as, as a military organization destroyed the ability to control list police hostages at the south and at the north to push Hezbollah, and uh, reduan forces north to the litani river five kilometers from from the israeli uh north to the israeli uh border um at, at, at the north has been mentioned it seems that we can reach some kind of uh, diplomatic uh, agreement. I'm not putting all my cards on it, but it's an opportunity. And if not, the IDF will have to push the uh, push the Hezbollah uh, troops by force north to the river. That's that's a plan for the next uh, uh, few months. When it comes to the FIDF, people are asking me again and again, "What are you doing with the money? What are you? Why now the money?" uh run to the uh, right places so we connected all the money to projects that we have no uh free dollars we are we are still looking for uh, a lot of other sources because as i mentioned it's going to be a long war, <laughs> and we'll have to keep continued and support the soldier months after months after months and parallel to that to support our project to uh help the idf with the rehabilitation project of, of wounded soldier, of soldier that's suffering for PTSD, and the rehab of our facility that support the well-being of the soldier at the South and at the North. So we are 100% deep into the uh, into this uh, project and then we say again and again and again, 100% of our support, 100% of our dollars, of your dollars go directly to the soldier to the to support the well-being of the soldier, the rehab of uh, of our veterans after the war. That's what we're doing, and what we're what we're planning to do the next few months.
0: Steve, Major General Padan, thank you very much. Peace to the soldiers, safety, security to the soldiers and to the people of Israel. All the best. <laughs>